0: Hello adventurer, I'm your dungeon master Leland Steele. Here's what happened last time on The Incorrigible Party. The three of you leveled up to level 5.
1: Woo! Finally!
0: Feels like, for, feels like forever. I mean, like I said,
1: I'll, I'll be happy to go, I guess, try to help save this guy, you know. You'll right. be happy,
2: eh? Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, yeah, but... You understand why it has to be something in it for me, right?
0: You now are actually picking up like these kind of large five-toed footprints that you can continue to track, kind of north, north, five northwestern. Five-toed, five toed, yeah, like as. I
3: like that pun. Five-toed, toed.
0: Five-toed, toad? 5 toed toad. <laughs> Well even uh, Gozer, with Gozer's excellent role, the source of the laughter or to try to pinpoint some type of direction is just indiscernible and it's just like it just kind of coursing all, all around you guys. So Thuv, uh, ranging about 30 feet uh, in front of you guys, kind of goes and he scoops up everything again it's just like three more pearls and a yellow topaz and he scoops them up and as he touches the yellow topaz you don't see anything come out of this one, and he just kind of takes them and, and runs them over to Gozer. As he's running with them over to Gozer, he gets about 10 feet from Ubrin, and suddenly he's just lifted 30 feet into the air. Ah, king! And now, our adventure continues. The smashes into the ground and takes only 9 falling damage. That's not too bad off a 3d6. And he kind of gets up and pulls out both of his short swords and just tries to flail around and swinging at some unseen attacker. Both attacks will miss as he's wildly, frantically swinging around.
1: Okay, I'm gonna... I don't see anything, right? You do not see any any foe. Alright. I'm gonna ready an action and if I see anything, I'm going to attack it.
0: Okay. So now you see the, the stones of the of the cairn, they kinda just levitate and one of them shoots out and flies at Bryn. Uh, only with a, a seven to hit.
2: Misses.
0: And uh, next is Gozer.
3: I'm gonna say Soft, what you do? Why you fly in the air? And I'm gonna walk over towards him and kinda like look around, see what I can see.
0: Uh, why don't you roll me a perception check? Seven. Yeah, you kind of see the the nothing new as you get up to him. Now the gems kind of they kind of flew out of his hand. They're kind of just in the in the dirt around him as he's picked himself up and I don't know what, what what's up there, King. What
4: what's happening?
3: I'm gonna just hold my axe and and have my shield in front of me and just kind of look around, try and see what there is.
0: Uh, okay, do you also want to ready an action?
3: Yeah, if something attacks me or theft, I will swing wildly. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> All right, Bryn. So you've just seen this rock hurl at you from this, this pile of stones now.
2: It's just still a pile of stones to Bryn, though.
0: They are uh, still, there's some still that are levitating.
2: Okay. Are they like levitating? Describe to me. Are they like t- close together? Are they like three separate? Like what's?
0: Well, Webster's Dictionary defines levitating as.
2: I know, but it's like, are they? Are these three rocks like together still in a cairn levitating, or like? Sep-
0: no, they're yeah, no. Like you know, c- kind of if you can picture this this whole cairn just kind of pick up off the ground, and as the stones kind of like drift apart as they're just hanging in the air.
2: All I guess I'm trying to ask is like, are they close together, like in the shape of some f- being like holding it or something that's invisible that I could shoot at? You know what I mean?
0: It it just uh, it just looks like they're just kind of floating almost listlessly.
2: Can I do what they did? Is that a thing? I've never done it. Like ready in action or whatever.
0: Yeah. So you wanna ready in action if if you see something you wanna. If
2: I see or if it? an or if another rock comes at me, right?
0: Uh, well, it's kind of either or. If you want, if you you can say, okay, if another rock is thrown at me, I want to fire like into the pile of rocks or near the pile of rocks.
2: Bryn's actually going to take a shot right at this pile of rocks.
0: Okay, uh, so you do have disadvantage.
2: Because I don't see anything.
0: Because you don't see, uh, yeah.
2: So my lowest attack roll is fourteen.
0: That is still a hit.
2: All right. But I just have my normal attack, which is a D8, right?
0: Yeah. Plus your modifier. Nine. Okay. And your arrow kind of still this unseen foe, but your arrow kind of hits into something kind of off to the right of of where these rocks are.
2: She's like confused but still a little cocky after all these, this kill spree.
0: And back to Thuff at the top. And actually, now that Thuft has uh, seen your arrow hit, he's actually just going to move up to kind of the general area where he saw your your hit, find purchase, and he's going to swing again, still, though, with disadvantage because um can't see this thing. Misses the first one, and we'll use his bonus action. Uh, missed the second one.
2: Oh, there, there, theft. Give me my Shaft. topaz.
1: Okay, I, I I'm going to go up... Uh, What is it? About 30 feet away? Yeah. So I'll use my movement to get up there, and I'm going to attack with my rapiers. Uh, That is a 12. Is that with disadvantage? Uh, Nope. Oh, uh, still a 12. That's a hit. Oh, great. Okay. Then I'm going to do uh, eight points of damage. And for uh, my second, uh, I'm going to do my... uh, Bonus action at this point. I can do that in the middle because I forgot, right? And do uh, Hunter's Mark onto the uh, pile of stone, I guess.
0: Well, okay, so what exactly is the spell text of Hunter's Mark?
1: So, as a bonus action, you may choose a creature you can see within range. Ooh, you and can't mystically see him, Mark. You cannot see this creature.
2: You can't see
1: him. Okay, there, I won't do that. I'll just do my second attack then.
0: I suppose you could Hunter's Mark the rocks if you wanted.
1: Um, okay. Uh you know what? I wouldn't know any different, right? I mean I see these floating stones. I
0: I think you uh, could piece it together. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright.
1: Twelve and a ten, so that would I see ten. Sixteen. And an eighteen. So sixteen. Yeah, that's sixteen hits. Okay. Seven additional points of damage.
0: Okay. So that was two attacks, right? Yep. With your rapiers? Yes. So, second attack being from fifth level, you do still have that offhand bonus action you could spend, because you did not Hunter's Mark, right? Right. For a third attack. So I could do a third attack. Thank you. With disadvantage? Yeah.
1: Oh, that sucks. That was a crit on the second one. That would be a 12. That's still a hit. 12 points of damage on that one.
0: Wow, good job. And now you kind of feel in your chest shaft as this invisible force that lashes out at you only with a, a 13 uh, that does not hit no nope. which is a miss but you do feel the distinct force of something pressing on your chest
1: like like somebody is pressing on my chest
0: yeah like like, like if, if someone is
1: like trying to punch you so I get the impression that there's something invisible that's
0: right that is okay uh, Gozer.
3: stuff drop the gems on the ground.
0: Yeah, they're scat- they kind of scattered as he was thrown into the air.
3: Gozer's gonna pick up the three pearls. Okay. And that's it.
0: Uh, Brynn, you're up.
2: I'm gonna shoot it. Okay. I'm gonna aim my sparkly little bow at it, and oh, is it still disadvantaged? It is. Stink. Yeah, I definitely missed, because the first roll I got was a four, so that's ten.
0: Yeah, that is a miss. Yeah, that's a miss. Okay, and back to Thuft. Thought is going to just swing again. Uh, Thoth misses the first swing. And oh, he finally hits the second swing with his offhand weapon. Does four damage, which is just enough to kill this invisible Of course force. it is.
1: Do we get to see him? Like an outline of something falling on the ground.
2: Is it Falzern? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Way to go, guys.
2: We're dilly-dallying with all these gems. It's probably Falzern's ghost at this point.
1: So we don't. We didn't see anything that uh, that died essentially. No. Right?
0: Nothing. Nothing became visible or.
1: Let's. uh... Crap. This is. You know. These. These gems probably aren't worth the trouble when. When it comes right down to it. Let's go
0: scout some more.
1: Yeah. Let's. Is, do we still see tracks for that? Uh, Lizard type guy.
0: Why don't you uh, make me another survival
1: check.
3: Five. Goes or sees nothing.
1: Fourteen.
0: Yeah, you are able to pick up these these tracks again. Shaft is. Shaft is the only one that is. Let, let's keep pressing on. Press I was
3: where? I... Track's gone.
0: No, no, they're right over here. Look.
3: No, you track's see right gone.
0: There?
1: No. Wait. Okay. Well, why don't you just follow me and not worry about the tracks?
0: Go. I I move on. And as you continue on, uh, you have really come into to where the, the terrain has turned into this hill, hilly terrain now. And you are kind of amongst kind of two crests on either side of you. You kind of uh, still continue with the track, but now you can kind of see a, ahead of you what looks to be like this opening to a to a cave in the side of one of these larger hills. Hey, you see that cave up there? And I point at it.
1: Yes.
4: Hole
3: in Mountain.
1: Yeah, I get a sneaking suspicion that way Be be where uh, run is. Uh, how far away is the cave?
0: Uh, you, it's probably maybe a, a few hundred feet off.
2: Remember what we said, Gozer? Sne- no. Sneaky, sneaky? Eh.
3: Oh, so, those are tired sneaking. Okay. I say,
1: let's try to get up within like a hundred feet of this thing, and I got something I want to try.
2: All right.
0: Okay, so you guys are still uh, still just under the effect of your Pass Without Trace spell. Has It not, has not quite been an hour since you cast it, but getting pretty close to it. So why don't everybody uh, can just make me a stealth check to, to kind of get closer to this
1: uh, entrance. And it's a plus 10 on that, right?
0: That is a plus 10, yeah. Well, Thuff definitely needed it. 22. Okay.
2: 30.
0: Thuff got a 15.
2: 26.
0: Okay, so you're all uh, able to get as close as you need to be, as close as you want to be safely. Um, And you know, kind of, since it's more like a group stealth, you kind of uh, again, not an explicit rule, but I think a lot lot of people like to just take almost, you know, more passes than fails for a a group of travelers, you kind of uh, hand wave it a little bit. So you're able to get up to what did you say about a hundred or so feet away from the entrance?
1: Yeah. So I want to I want to cast Locate Object, and it says uh, describe or name an object as familiar to you. Before I go any further with this description, could I describe or uh, can that
0: object be faldron? Uh I don't believe that it can because I think Locate Person is its own spell, is it not? Oh, you could be right. Yeah. Oh. Um.
3: But I could argue that. The wizard now belongs to Gozer, so
0: <laughs> you can argue it as long as you like. but You'd be wasting your breath. So,
1: so technically, could I describe something that Falzren is wearing?
0: Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, so lo- locate creature is its own spell, so that's what you would would use instead. But yeah, you could um, you could like name like Falzren's robes, I suppose. Yeah, I'm gonna assume
1: he's. I uh, maybe maybe it's a bad assumption. I'm gonna assume he's not naked.
2: Even if he was naked with Izzy, his robe would be on the floor.
1: <laughs> so, um, describe or name an object as familiar to you. You sense the direction to the object's location as long as the object is within a thousand feet of you. The object, If the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. Alternatively, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular kind, such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon. Uh, the spell can't locate any object of any thickness of lead or even thin sheet uh, blocks a direct path between you and the object. So I guess if if, it's, if he's behind some kind of lead sheet, some kind of Superman type of power thing. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, I'm going to think about his robe, which is, as it says here, apparel. Yeah. Do I sense that he is last for ten minutes, and it takes an action to do it? I'd like to know if he is within that cave, within a thousand feet of us.
0: Yeah. As you cast the spell, you do get it pulls you in the direction of the mouth of this cave, and you do know the his robes are not moving. Okay. So you
1: guys, you guys see me. This is verbal, somatic, and material. You see me do. Move my hand, say a little thing, and I go. I know where he is. I think he's in here. Let's, let's sneaky, sneaky. How much time do we have left on our Pass without a trace? You think?
0: Um, not long. I would say generously giving you ten minutes.
1: Okay, so I say let's go and uh, head into the cave.
2: Are you Are you sure? Do we Do we We want to just walk in there, shaft?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I've cast the spell. Uh, that allows us to move silently, and I think we need to move with, with okay. haste, because that was some time ago.
2: I'm worried about Gozer. She seems pretty tired, and you know how she gets when she's tired.
1: Yeah, killy, killy.
2: I know. Tell me about Gozer it. Gozer tired of being talked about, like Gozer not here. <laughs> and Gozer just walks off towards the cave. You're lucky you're secretly stealthy right now. <laughs>
0: Okay, so Gozer, are you trying to be stealthy as you approach the mouth of the cave? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not gonna so
1: tell
2: them that, of course.
1: Aren't you tiptoeing to show us that you can be stealthy? No, I um. am
2: actually trying to be stealthy.
0: Okay, and, and theft is of course right with you. Okay, so everyone, why don't you roll me? Oh God, roll me another stealth check. My here. stealth
2: is 34.
3: We still get the 10 bonus. Yeah. I'm at 32. 22. Yes,
2: girl.
0: Okay, good, because stuff got a 12. The three after of us are pretty
2: t- stuff. Yes, after oh, the plus no. That's bad.
0: Or I guess That's... a 14.
2: Oh no, for all you listeners, he's uh, putting a map on roll 20 right now.
0: Yeah, we're going to roll it. So you guys creep up to the entrance of this cave, and there's uh, about maybe a, a 5 or 10 foot wide corridor that kind of it's almost like it's cut into the side of this this hill, and you see like right inside is is this this big door, it's fully blocking the entrance to to this cave.
3: What's it made out of?
0: Ah, uh, it's just like a, a wooden door with you know kind of uh, the lining of, of metal kind of hammered around it.
2: Is there a lock on it?
0: Uh there there is a lock on it. Yeah,
2: a lock that Bryn could pick, kind of lock on it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: All right, guys, stand back. Just give me a second and Brynn takes a deep breath and she tries to pick this lock.
0: Uh, okay, so roll me a dexterity check and you can add your proficiency modifier because I assume you're using your thieves' tools.
2: Yep. And that is a one that I rolled. So how, how are we playing this?
0: <laughs> your Because uh, your... it would be a
2: seven if I had all my stuff, right? But that's why I, like, we need to decide what we're doing.
1: I suggest we play this as a success.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I have stated uh, before and after party that I, I like the randomness of a critical fail on or a critical success on skill checks. So this will certainly be a failure. And I will tell you, even if it was a seven, it would be a failure. Okay. As your lockpick kind of snaps off in the lock In the keyhole of, of this door.
2: Oh man, does that mean my thief's tools are like ruined permanently?
0: No, it just means, you know, I'm sure it's a set, right? You just have... Okay. Uh, I'm sure you have... Is this, like,
2: floor-to-ceiling type gate, or is there, like... It is. Okay. It,
0: no, it, it's It's like... It, it's, it looks as if it's, like a, like, a normal door, like, if it was inside of a building kind of thing.
2: I sheepishly look back at everybody like, well... I mean... At least you remember that I killed two ghosts, right?
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: What?! I'm just saying I, I can't be good at everything. Try again. Am I allowed to yeah. try again, Leland?
0: You uh, unfortunately the critical fail. You can no longer try to pick this lock. Uh. Of
2: course. Yeah. No, I can't try again, guys. Sorry.
1: Do you have another? You have another pick in there? Let me see that bent one.
2: What kind of lock is it? Is it lock
3: inside the door? Is it like a padlock on the that could be? It's top, like a,
1: it's like a keyhole, like. Oh. Uh, can I, can I give it a shot? I uh, just go around with it and see if I can figure stick out how to Stick your rapier the... in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, can you give me that, give me the one you broke. Let me see if I can stick something in there and try to figure it out.
2: Yeah, sure. I hand, I hand it over to Shaft.
1: You want to do that with disadvantage? Yeah, you make a dexterity check. Uh, that would be with a dex, that would be a 12
0: for my lower roll. Uh, You actually are able to clear the keyhole, but it does not unlock the door. Am
2: am I allowed to try again now? Yes, you can. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you cleared the stuff out, so hold on one second. Mm. Let's see. Let's try this again. And you said I add a dex modifier and proficiency? Right, so six. So that's a 20 now.
0: Okay, yes. You do finally, you know, the click as this door unlatches.
2: All right, Gozer. Remember, sneaky, sneaky. I'm gonna push you aside, and I like I'm slowly opening the door. So she probably like <laughs> pushes me in.
0: I will say that your your path, path, without trace, is now gone. Okay. Yeah, I can't
1: I can't cast that again. I only had two.
3: I'm gonna try and look in the door. I'm not opening the door anymore. I'm just gonna look in what what is currently open.
0: So how far are you opening? It?
3: Um two foot enough okay. to get my head around you got a big head <laughs>
0: <laughs> As you kind of you kind of peer at the 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 this hallway or this you know hallway i say but uh this opening that's kind of extends another 10 feet or so and then you can tell that it opens up into a, a wider area and uh you can actually it is um completely dark, There's no, you don't see any, detect any light in here, but of course you have your dark vision, and you can see that from this little crack, you just see the, the this back wall, you kind of see this bookshelf kind of set up against what you can see, this narrow field of vision. You said there's no light in there at all? There's no light. I put my goggles on.
3: Okay, I'm going to open the door just wide enough to slip in. Quietly.
0: Okay, roll me a deck, uh, stealth check.
3: Ah, oh, I got a 20. I quit. I credit.
0: Okay, you you get right in there. And I uh, would imagine even Bryn is surprised at how quiet you are. Brynn's
2: <laughs> like, S- yes, she's listening to me. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right, Bryn follows. Uh,
1: amazing. She might yell how quiet she's being.
2: Yeah, right? Gozer's not a complete idiot. She's walking into a very powerful person's lair. Bryn wants to cower right behind Gozer and just keep going.
0: Okay, anyone that's following uh, can make their own dex check. Uh, Gozer, do you want Thuff to come with you?
2: You're saying dex checked or stealth checked? Uh, Stealth, yeah, stealth. My stealth is 24.
0: Uh, 17. All right, Thuff gets a 16.
2: I would expect Thuff to be pretty much by my side. Sure. Pretty sweet to roll 2d20 every stealth check, I gotta say. It's pretty awesome. Oh no, what are we looking at?
0: So you guys get into this um, smallish chamber, and there's no uh, signs of life in it, whereas you kind of walk right in, it opens up to either side, and to your right there's what kind of looks like this large bed, and uh, more of these bookshelves kind of lined with what look like kind of dusty, dusty books and other kind of types of trinkets immediately in front of you there's what looks like another stone staircase that leads down and on the left wall of this kind of roughly square shaped chamber uh you see another you see a familiar looking door frame set into the stone Ooh, the portal along with a a large long wooden table with uh, a a big bowl kind of uh, set upon it do i recognize any of this Yes, Shaft, you recognize uh, for sure the the table and the bowl.
3: How big is this table?
0: Table is about 15 feet long. Damn.
3: Can I go to the one end, the end closer to the door, and pull it in front of the door to block it?
0: Like the the wooden frame? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely try. It will certainly make noise.
2: Hmm. I'm not gonna do that. This wooden frame reminds us of what we saw in Izzy's cave, right?
0: Yeah, it, okay. it looks it looks near identical.
2: And in your acknowledgement, I'm going to admit that you just acknowledged it was Izzy's cave. That has not been said on mic yet. <laughs> it's pretty
1: it's obvious. Sure, you have not yet confirmed it. Bamboozled.
0: But.
2: Bamboozled.
1: Is it, uh, it's pretty quiet, I assume, right?
0: Uh, well, you guys are all very quiet, but you actually kind of do hear the the this kind of low murmur uh, and echo as, of of voices coming down this set of stone stairs. You can't quite uh, make out exactly what what's being said, but there certainly sounds like there's life down uh, wherever this leads.
2: Brynn would like to uh, address the guys and say, like, you guys, I you know I'm the stealthiest, like. Maybe I could creep down these stairs and peer around the corner and sort of see what we're getting into. I'm all for it. Gozer's going to walk over to the stairs. Gozer, just... can. Are you okay with standing up here for a second? Gozer's going to walk to the top of the stairs. Okay, Gozer, let me go... You stay right there at the top of the stairs. Perfect. You're in the great... Yeah, quiet. Yeah, okay, you're in the right spot. Stay right there. Let me just sneak down here real quick and just see what we're walking into, Okay. And like without even an answer, Bryn goes down the stairs to try to see what she sees.
0: And now we'll kind of go back to Falzerin.
4: My, my, my! I, I must say, I'm, I'm quite pleased you're still alive.
0: And you can see Falzerin still, still conscious as these pulses. Uh, they do. They've seemed to slow though these jolts. But Isabella comes walking back into this the the far end of this this cave kind of down this flight of stairs you see her descend and the podium though now even though these pulses have slowed and whatever is coming out of you the the whole podium seems to be now like filled with this green light and it's completely glowing uh, aside from the very kind of this, this layer like the very top of it where all these levers and, and these these buttons are
5: how do i feel do i feel like i'm uh... Lo- losing my essence or my strength you feel
0: very you feel very drained you're suffering from five levels of exhaustion honestly it's a wonder that you are still awake barely the the strength to even kind of thrash against your restraints you're just almost like almost kind of this waking comatose kind of thing but uh, as she approaches you 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 notice something kind of new on her she's got this this necklace uh, around her, her neck that she wasn't wearing before. It's kind of this leather string with with these seven red marble sized beads hanging from it and kind of in the crook of one arm she has what you instantly recognize to be as your spellbook.
4: Oh great.'ve I've been alive far beyond what my current visage may imply. Somebody like you falls in touched by such intriguing magically. They come along very rarely.
5: What what intriguing magic are you talking about? I've I've studied long and hard to learn the spells that I've learned, and, I mean, you can see by my spellbook that you have helped yourself to there. These are spells that many other people know. What do you mean?
4: Well, I couldn't fathom the guess of the, the number of instances in which you came by this, but something inside of you, something you've been imbued with, I... I'm fascinated by it. Maybe, maybe you could shed some light on it for me.
5: What do you plan on doing with my spell book? I need that back.
4: Well, yes, and uh, I, I would freely give it to you, As along with perhaps this nice trinkety necklace I have around my neck. I'm, I'm, I'm quite impressed with, with your constitution. I think we can maybe strike up a deal here.
5: I'm all ears. I mean, I'm, I'm not liking. Whatever you're doing to me right now, so... Let's get me out of this. What do you want from me?
4: Well, I want you to join me. as I, I mean, I've, I've said the whole time. I wasn't entirely being untruthful with you. Okay. You and I, we can continue to do great things.
5: What sort of things do you... Uh, you keep saying this, that we can do great things. What are you... What are you trying to do? What do you want to do? What are your... What are what are you up to?
4: Well, uh, like you, I, I'm simply a, a seeker of, of the arcane knowledge. And I think with you and I, and my my, my sister, of course, the, the three of us... We, together we can access even more powerful spells and amazing artifacts. What, what do you think of that? How, the sound of that?
5: I mean you maybe already know maybe I've said it before when we've been together but I am definitely interested in acquiring and learning more magic but I guess at what cost? what are you asking of me? and what do you have to offer?
4: the the, the cost would simply be some form of fealty there is one particular errand you would have to run for me but appearances can be deceiving. You may think very ill of me currently, especially in the predicament that (laughs) I've orchestrated and thrown you into. Again, My my apologies, uh, my my dear Mr. Abs. But I mean, perhaps even this, this necklace. Something so simple could hold so much power. Each bead. She kind of plucks one up, not
0: quite detaching it, but she motions towards it.
4: Each bead hiding the the destructive force of a fireball, one of many things that can be yours, that can be ours, Father.
5: Did, did you just say fireball?
4: Oh my yeah, my 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 my, my an entire necklace of fireball, in fact. Really, there is one small problem, however, uh, as I alluded to the the rule of three. You would. Make four. W- one of my sisters would have to be relieved of her position.
5: Oh, what do you mean by relieved?
4: Well, I mean, it, uh, I would never fathom to, to, to tell you how to how to do do this errand sh- uh, should you choose to go about it. But she would need to leave our little group. So you could fill the vacant position.
5: I see. So it's you and your two sisters right now, which makes three. And... a fourth wouldn't make four. A fourth wouldn't be... the right group size you're you're interested in, is what you're saying.
4: Well, I'm, I'm afraid that may make a... power imbalance in there. the other sisters. They may not take too kindly. And then it, it would be... possibly two on two, but with you and I why we would have the majority I see as as we we do like to make decisions as a group when possible but it's always good to have an ally in those decisions
5: I can appreciate that now Isabella you're saying that appearances you know some of the things you're saying are are a bit archaic appearances can be deceiving and that you're much older uh, than you appear what do you mean what's going on here are you disguised? You have some sort of charm on yourself.
0: She just kind of smiles and chuckles, and she kind of wave, kind of like waves her hand in front of her, and this this facade that she's clearly magically been putting on kind of fades away, and suddenly before you stands like the size of an ogre, this kind of hunched over, ugly, clearly female. Thing, just, just hulking, uh, the, this hulking monster and this dark gray skin and long claws and even longer arms. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. This. Please don't don't be alarmed at my my true form. Oh
5: what? Wow, Isabella, that's. I mean, I don't want to offend you, but, holy crap, what are you?
4: Well, I am...
0: As I said, I've been along for
4: a, a, a long time. Us hags, we have an immortal lifespan.
0: Should you spend your years correctly? A span that could be yours as well.
5: I think I've read of your kind, actually.
0: Why don't you make me uh, an arcana check?
5: Okay. That's a adjusted 20.
0: Okay. Yeah, you uh, absolutely read about this. It's very—I mean, hags in general are very prolific. You know, mythical—not in the sense that they don't exist, but like uh, legends of—you know—legends of being told of them. And you, you now kind of it kind of clicks seeing her form like this group. She's speaking of she's speaking of her coven, this coven of hags that very rarely could a wizard such as yourself of uh, specific power levels may be invited to join It uh, it's certainly very very uncommon but you know maybe you've come across a, a legend or two of, of, of you know infamous or famous depending on what side of the mirror you're looking into uh, of, uh, of these wizards of, of old that have struck up these bargains with, with hags okay so this is kind of this revelation you're kind of coming to she kind of takes her nails and peels off this large scab off of her arm and you know it just kind of starts oozing this dark ichor looking blood and she kind of takes it in both hands and starts rubbing it together and these little scab pieces start to flake off and, and fall to the to this carom floor And she just kind of lets drop from her hand uh, after a few seconds of this. And what once was the scab is now this dull gray uh, amulet hanging from a silver chain that's now pinched between Isabella's thumb and forefinger. And you can kind of see as it's dangling in front of you, it has this shallow depression uh, on the front of it uh, as if something can be set into it. And she kind of waves her hand across her again and, and... uh, her form shimmers, shimmers and like shrinks, and the human Isabella form you're more acquainted with is standing before you once more.
5: Well, this this is quite the revelation. I'll I'll admit I did not see this coming, Isabella.
4: Well, I I'm quite adept at hiding my appearance. I mean, I've had to be over the years, the centuries.
5: I I see that you're you're right. You certainly had me fooled, and I think perhaps the rest of the group I was adventuring with so look let's I'm not I'm not looking liking what's going on here I don't know what energy you're trying to sap out of me I don't like the fact that I have this thing stabbed into my chest what what kind of deal can we strike here I, I don't want this you know this wire and this dagger
0: thing sucking any more life out of me
4: oh yes yes of course of course and she
0: kind of grabs onto it again and pulls it out of you and you're, the the wound kind of left by this now kind of melted crystalline dagger uh, just kind of instantly like kind of seals over and forms this now pretty gnarly looking scar kind of down the center of your chest and she kind of takes it back over to the podium and, and sets it down pulls out the other end uh, that she stabbed into the podium as well, and just kind of cast them aside.
4: Uh, that part is 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 over with now. I mean, you'll recover. You'll 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 certainly recover. As they said, I, I'm surprised you're so alive. But if you could survive this, then you're quite hardy indeed.
5: Now, um, before we go on, what does Falzer know about how powerful someone like her would be if if I were to try
0: and fight her? you you know that in what could be loosely called hag society that there are certainly different varying power levels of hags kind of ranging from your normal kind of base level hag there's a kind of this hierarchy that they form a, a kind of mid-tier hag would be they would be referred to the, each other as like an anti and uh, kind of at the top you know like they would be like a grandmother so it's it's you can't quite tell really how what tier Isabella would be at you know um, just by looking at her
5: okay theoretically if she were the weakest or the mid tier how powerful what what could I compare that power level to um, as far as I mean I guess she had the manual of flesh golems which required fifth level. I think it was. It
0: required uh, the user of it to have access fifth to level of spell two fifth-level spell slots. Which actually. is level nine. Which is right. higher than a level nine, higher I than, Okay,
5: So that's quite a bit more powerful than me. So I can assume that much. And I have no spell slots left.
0: Assuming that she was even able to use it.
5: Right. I don't have my spell book. <laughs> and I don't have spell slots. I mean, if I did have my spell book and I don't have the ability to make any motions with my hands at the moment because I'm strapped in.
0: Right, you're effectively incapacitated.
5: Yeah, I could only cast a spell that only requires a verbal component. Yeah. Okay, so I'm screwed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and, and again, she's kind of throwing these, these melted daggers aside.
4: Now, uh, I wouldn't want to make you rush you into a decision without... Having all of the information, of course. As this necklace will certainly imbue with you with the power that you will need to join us. And of course, I would be happy to give you this necklace of fireball as well. In addition to your spellbook, as you, uh, I would need you at full power, of course. But unable to really initiate you again, the, the rule of three. You'd have to dispatch with my sister Erica Good. She's kind of poorly passing for human up north in Pisces and is heavily associating with a halfling by the name of Danzig. You you would have to seek her out and again get her to either leave the coven of her own free will or dispatch her in some other way.
5: I see. So you're offering me this necklace which will... It sounds like allow me to cast a fireball spell, which I have read much about and am very eager to be able to cast. I like the sounds of that. And you have another item there which will imbue me with some amount of extra power. And you're offering me a spot in this organization or a little pact that you have. Uh, Was it a coven that you referred to it as?
4: Well, I, I never said coven, but clearly you, you know your history, your your lore on us. But yeah, yes, my my coven, absolutely. Okay. Now, with joining the coven, of course, comes a myriad of coven spells you would gain access to as well. Really. As you see, we all benefit from it. Okay, you've got my attention. I, I quite simply put, I offer you power. And yes, knowledge.
5: magical power, it seems, which. Perhaps you are a good judge of character, because that's certainly something I'm interested in, and all that you want from me is to keep the total group number at three by dealing with this sister of yours one way or another, however I
4: see fit. Well, that's your ticket for entry, you could say, but of course you would be part of the coven, you'd have to operate as part of the coven. Should the Coven's will be pointed towards that particular task or another, then he would be expected to partake.
5: Oh, I see. So potentially ongoing.
4: Why, you would be part of the family, Father. Hmm. The family sticks together, do they you not? Know?
5: Yes, yes they do. What does the family think about the Paladins of Cultus?
4: Ah, well, even the family may answer to higher, more dangerous powers. I'm afraid you're not quite privy to all of that information yet, but again, with the Coven comes knowledge.
5: I'm not really liking the feeling I'm getting from that answer, uh, Isabella. Are you telling me that you are potentially... I guess, let me ask a question. Are you for or against the Paladins of Cultus?
4: I suppose... Through my actions, you, one could say I am for the Paladins of Cultus. But I do assure you it is a means to an end.
5: I see. So it seems like, ideologically, you're not necessarily aligned with the Paladins of Cultus, but perhaps you are getting some benefit from them that helps further your own means.
4: I am aligned with the Coven. I see. And the coven alone.
5: Okay. And what if I refuse your offer?
4: Well, uh, there are certainly more podiums to fill once I've used the energy I've extracted. Should you continue to live, then you will continue to be used.
5: So you have no intention of letting me go if I oh, refuse you?
4: I know. as I say, I, I will use you in every, whichever way I can. And whether or not the... Option A is willingly, or option B, by force. I'm afraid I have to do either one.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it seems that I don't have much of a choice. And I'll be honest, I am very intrigued with the things you're offering in order for me to join this coven. Uh, I really like the looks of that necklace of fireball, and the other... um, what did you say it was? It was an an amulet? Yes. I'm not quite sure what that's going to offer me, but it sounds like it's going to increase my ability to use magic. That sparks my interest as well.
4: Right. The amulets will also serve as a connection between you and I.
5: I see. And I'll get access to more more types of magic, more spells perhaps, um, through the knowledge that the coven.
4: Oh, yes. Many more.
5: What of uh, what of my friends?
4: Well, I have no use for them. <laughs> There's no room in the coven for them.
5: That's fair. Do you have objections to me continuing on with them, um, granted that I'm able to fulfill my responsibilities to the coven?
4: Oh, well, you can come and go as you see fit. In fact, we can set you up with your own lair of sorts, should you so choose. Every good coven member should have one. I
5: mean, I'm looking around, and this this certainly does look like not a bad little place you have set up here. These these pillars and uh, the nice, smooth stone floor, it's a bit of an upgrade from the last place that I stumbled across. It is quite impressive.
4: Yes, well, uh, unfortunately, you, you did catch me in between places in the previous one. As this is is where I, I enjoyed calling home, yes. But of course, your 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 place can take any form that you see fit. Hmm. The coffin has resources.
5: Interesting. Well, I I I think I have no choice but to accept your offer. And to be honest, it is an appealing offer. I I hope that I can convince your sister. To leave willingly, because I don't like to use force unnecessarily.
4: Yes, well, one one does not enjoy getting their hands dirty. I know. As you, as why we have servants, even if we have to craft them at great expense to ourselves, to enact our, our, our greater plans.
5: Yes, yes. Uh, I assume that's why you were using the manual of flesh golems.
4: Yes. Well, uh, the experimentation with with the manuals. Did not quite go as as well and as, as fast as as fast as I hoped and as some people had demanded. Your abduction, of course, will will solve those those problems for me for, for the, the short term anyway. But together we why we we may not even have to cow out to the paladins. I would certainly be
5: for that. I, I'll be honest with you, Isabella, I, I don't have a good feeling about these paladins. I don't think they're up to any good. I certainly think What evidence I do have—that's obviously—that's obvious to anyone living in the land here in Aspara—is that they are, wherever their towers are built, there's destruction in their wake, and I don't like that. So if if I'm able to join you and we're able to dispatch with any association with the paladins, I would be for that. Perhaps, perhaps getting. uh, is, is this manual of any use to you anymore, do you think? Or are you...
4: No, 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 no. That is, that is in the grand scheme, quite well, inconsequential.
5: Okay. Fair enough.
4: So, should you accept my offer, then?
0: I think I will. She holds up the amulet to you. And do you. Is she kind of moves to, to place it on you.
5: Okay. So, I, I lean my head forward.
0: Okay. And she drapes it over your neck as it kind of falls down and it it immediately upon coming to rest it just starts to like shake and vibrate and out from it kind of these spindly legs sprout from either side of it it jabs into your chest and the chain kind of snaps at the back of your neck and retracts into it and it kind of melds and molds into the flesh of your chest and as if it's like become, now become a part of you.
5: Goodness, there's a lot of uh, a lot of chest stabbing going on. <laughs> a here. lot
0: of uh, a
4: lot of little body horror going on around here. Yeah.
5: <laughs> okay. So what? Uh, how do I feel?
0: So you you do kind of feel almost rejuvenated, but kind of different. Four levels of exhaustion are instantly removed, leaving you with uh, one level this amulet now it immediately increases your charisma stat to 16 oh okay and you kind of almost feel now this this certainly tenuous but like this kind of underlying connection now that you feel with Isabella almost something like almost indescribable and almost as if it's not there but like Kind of in the the periphery, like you, you can just sense it.
5: Did you say sixteen? Yeah. Holy! <laughs> what? All right, that's a significant bump.
0: It is a, it is a good bump. Is he's got the mojo? Dang. <laughs>
5: <laughs> All right, so my charisma—I'm feeling very charismatic. Yep. And I've got sort of like a connection to it's Isabella, this hag.
4: No. As you can see, there is a bit of an indent there. Do you, do you still have that that iron token I gave you? As well, I do know. No, you don't have it on you. As as uh, clearly, I searched you. She still holds your spell book.
5: I I can probably get it back.
4: Should you recover it? Yes. Should you recover it? Just place it in to this amulet now. Now, part of you, and you and I will be able to converse over vastly longer distances than this simple token
5: okay I suppose it will be helpful being able to communicate with another member of this group this coven
4: well oh, yes and and sh- should you get final initi- initiation why uh, I, I, I assume you you noticed our little portal in, in that first cave you had ventured into why yes. You would have access to this travel network as well.
5: Yes, we... I couldn't quite figure out what... How that portal worked.
4: Oh, it simply takes the proper command phrase.
5: And there's more of them around Aspara. Oh, yes, we we have
4: entries in many different places. Okay. I tell you, our coven has great influence.
5: Hmm. Well, I'm... I'm eager to see what membership to this coven is going to offer me.
4: Yes, and I, I, I do weep for Erica, as she's about to be shunned, for lack of a better term, but she never was a, a team player. But you, myself, and Jessica, why, we will form the strongest coven that Aspar has ever seen.
0: In the chamber at the top of the long stone stairs, the... Shadowy toad, the giant toad is standing standing vigilant uh, over the the entrance to to this cave as it witnesses the the door slowly and soundlessly swing open, disappears poofs into the into the shadows and travels down down the stairs and appears next to Isabella. And she kind of cocks her head without a sound. She kind of turns back to Falsy.
4: Well, it it appears we have visitors. Uh, I, I, I must warn you, your companions are expendable should, should they interfere. Use them until they are no longer useful if you must, but your loyalties now lie with the coven.
0: So uh, if no one else is following, then just Bryn will give me a stealth check. 24. So as you're able to get down this flight of stairs, it's it's like uh, it's a very lengthy flight of stairs as it kind of goes down and then, you know, there's a bit of like a landing as it twists and then even another longer set of stairs just kind of going down. And you're able to get to the end of it. And you see that it opens up into this much larger chamber, and in here you do see a bit of light.
2: Ooh, what am I looking at?
0: What it looks like to be a a dark green glow coming from the back of this chamber, and you see immediately to your to your right and left uh, a row, kind of two rows of. Tables that have these dirty, kind of dirty sheets thrown over some type of, of, uh, of, of mass being covered here, and at the very, very end, you see Falzerin strapped to this wooden table that's kind of slanted at a 45-degree angle. Uh-huh. As his wrists and ankles are bound, and he's got this another leather strap across his chest. And Isabella Good is standing is standing before him.
2: Does he look like he's willingly doing this? You know, like S&M style, or?
0: <laughs> well, uh, from your vantage point, it's a little difficult to tell.
2: Okay. Can I do a perception to see if I can tell what's under these covered tables? Sure. Or something. Whatever you want me to check, but. Uh, 18.
0: So you, uh, unless you want to try to sneak up to one and and peek under it, it's it's kind of difficult to tell. But they do the shapes do look human sized they don't look like overly large they're they're all kind of on their own wooden tables that are lying flat but you do notice kind of a, a series of what look like thick tubules like wires running from under from whatever is underneath these sheets um, kind of down to the ground and up towards uh, where this green light is coming from and you you see the the source of this green glow looks like it's some type of, like, podium or, or pedestal uh, that's kind of off to uh, Falzerin's left, but, of course, your right. And uh, Isabella just kind of... You see her move move towards Falzern, and they're kind of uh, speaking, speaking in a, kind of a hushed tone, but...
2: Okay, I would like to go to this closest table and, like, peek underneath the sheet. Do they, like, they're not moving, right? Whatever's under the sheet?
0: No, they don't, they're not moving.
2: Okay. Yeah, I want to, this one right here, I don't know how to do the pingy thing, but like the closest to me.
0: Okay, make another self check. Eighteen. And as you creep up there and you pull back the sheet, you kind of get it, lift it far enough where you, you uncover like a foot before behind you... You can hear of course. the steps, and as you turn and look over your shoulder, this, this toad thing is again standing behind you Frick. as it attempts to grapple you. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical mm-hmm. inquiries, contact James Mercy Music at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Incursible Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at incursibleparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us contact at incursibleparty.com or reach out on social media. The Incursible Party on Facebook and Instagram at par on Twitter, using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every
4: fourth release. Happy adventuring!